Hi, this is Chris. Welcome to Adventures in Odyssey. Hi there, I'm John Avery Whitaker, but you can call me Whit. I run a shop in Odyssey called Whit's Hand. It's a place of discovery, imagination, and excitement. But don't take my word for it. Find out for yourself on today's Adventures in Odyssey. Five bucks, huh? All right, make it ten. I'm a sales rep for the homegrown photography A sales rep, ha! You're telling me that Mark Reed is going to rob my house on Saturday? You don't believe me, is that it? And no. Okay, tape recorder is on, Rodney. Go ahead. Uh, thanks, Mr. Jacobs. I've been hearing a lot of stories lately about different things that have been happening to people around town. Well, I got a story to tell, too, and it's the best one of all, because it happened to me. It all started just outside of Whitaker's place. I heard that one of my school chums, Sam, was having some trouble with this history project. And being the generous, good-natured, kind person that I am, I decided to help him out. Are you sure this is real, Rodney? Sure, I'm sure. It's a genuine article, an original, signed photograph of General Lee. Read the inscription. To my gallant troops, General Robert M. Lee, commander of the Confederate Army, July 1862. He only signed one picture for his entire army? Hey, he was a little busy, you know. He had a civil war to fight. He wanted this to be hung in a museum when the South won the war. But history had other plans. What a heroic gesture. What a noble deed. What a surefire A in history. What do you want for it? Please, do I look like the kind of person who would try to profit from my fellow students' misfortunes? In a heartbeat. You know me pretty good, don't you? So what do you want for it? Nothing. It's not for sale. This photo is a national treasure. I've decided it should be freely available to any good citizen who needs it. Really? Well, thanks, Rodney. For a small usage fee, of course. I knew it. Okay, how much? Well, there's a lot... Uh, excuse me. Yeah, what do you want? Is this building a church? A church? Does it look like a church? Well, that tower looks like a church. It's all I could see when I drove in. Oh, well, no, it ain't. Actually, Mr. Whitaker said it used to be a long time ago. Mr. Whitaker? Uh, is he your teacher? Well, sort of. He's a lot of things. He owns Wits End. Wits End? What's that? That's this place. The one that's not a church. Do you know if Mr. Whitaker is in? Should be, behind the counter. I can take you to him if you want. That'd be great. Wait a minute. You mind if we finish our business first? Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I did interrupt you. Uh, go ahead. Thanks. Now, where were we? A usage fee. How much? Well, that's hard to answer. I mean, there's a lot to consider. Time, wear and tear, insurance... How much? Five bucks. Five? Now, don't forget, it's an original photograph of General Lee. Not to mention a surefire, eh? I think you're getting a definite bargain. Well... Uh, excuse me. Did you say you have an original photograph of General Lee? The Civil War General? Yeah. And it's even signed. 
If that's true, then it's very valuable. May I see it? Well, um, sure. Here. I told you we're getting a bargain, Sam. Very valuable, that's what he said. Uh, actually, I said, if it's true. Unfortunately, this isn't. What? Rodney! Hey, wait a minute. Who are you going to believe, some stranger or me? What do you know anyway, mister? Enough to tell that this is a fake. Well, uh, what makes you so sure? I mean, I've seen Lee's handwriting before, and that looks just like it. Oh, the handwriting is very authentic. Whoever wrote this must have had to practice for hours. There's too much here to use a tracer. A tracer? It's a common counterfeiting tool. However, it's not the quality of the writing that gives it away, but what and how it's written. First of all, Lee wasn't the commander of the Confederate Army in 1862. He wasn't? No, he was the commander of the Army in Northern Virginia. Secondly, his name was Robert E. Lee, not Robert M. Lee. Well, that kind of looks like an E. Maybe, but what really gives it away is this inscription was written with a felt-tip pen. They weren't invented in the 1860s. Oh. Original, huh? Surefire, eh, huh? Five bucks, huh? All right, make it ten. Make it nothing. If you still want, mister, I'll take you to Mr. Whitaker now. That'd be great. Hey, what about my picture? Oh, sorry, Rodney. Here. Hey! I thought it was pretty rotten of him to crumple up my picture that way, especially considering how long it took to make. But that stranger was my main concern. I mean... How did he know about counterfeiting tools like tracers? So I decided I'd better keep my eye on him, and pretty hard. I followed the two of them inside. He and Sam were standing at the counter, talking with Whitaker as I walked up. This is Mr. Whitaker. Mr. Whitaker, this is... Hold it, hold it! Rodney, what are you doing? I just want to know who this guy is, Mr. Whitaker. That's what I was about to find out when you interrupted, Rodney. You were? Oh... My name is Mark Reed. I'm a sales rep for the Homegrown Photography House. A sales rep? Ha! Be still, Rodney. Go on, Mr. Reed. Homegrown publishes church photo directories for local congregations. I'm visiting the churches in all the towns in this area and setting up appointments. I was hoping you'd be able to help me out, Mr. Whitaker. Maybe point me to some customers? Ha! A likely story. That's enough, Rodney. Look, Mr. Whitaker, I don't want to cause any trouble for anyone. I have several affidavits from pastors and other satisfied customers, if you'd like to see them. No, 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 no. That won't be necessary, Mr. Reed. I don't know how much help I can be, but at least uh, I'll call the pastor of my church and ask him to contact you. That'd be great. I'm staying at the Odyssey Hotel, room 310. One of us will be in touch this afternoon. Thank you very much. I need to run some errands now, so I better take off. Goodbye, and thanks again. Don't mention it. Bye. Well, he seems like a very nice young man. Nice? With that Phony smile and fake sincerity. All right, Rodney. Just what is your problem? I just think you better be careful of that guy, Mr. Whitaker. I don't trust him. And why not? Because Mr. Reed knows a fake photo when he sees one. That's why. What? Rodney tried to sell me a phony signed photograph of General Robert M. Lee outside, but Mr. Reed proved it was a fake. Is that true, Rodney? Uh, I plead the Fifth Commandment. Sounds more like the Ninth Commandment to me. Thou shalt not lie. Yeah, well, uh, I, I still don't trust that guy. And you should neither, Mr. Whitaker. Well, uh, thanks, Rodney. I'll try and keep that advice in mind. Yeah, nobody believed me then. But I knew a scam artist when I saw one. And this Reed guy was definitely one. 
All I had to do was figure out a way to prove it. If you're looking for something fun to do, you'll find it at witsend.org. You'll get the latest Odyssey news, scoops, and reviews. Just about everything you need to know about adventures in Odyssey is on witsend.org. Log on today. The next day, I started following our friend, Mr. Reed. The first place he went was Odyssey Community Church. I guess Whitaker had his pastor contact Mark despite my warning. I stood outside the pastor's office window as they talked. Uh, certainly, we're in the market for a new directory, Mr. Reed. What do you need from us? Well, I have to start setting up appointments, so I'll need names and phone numbers. No problem. Uh, but could you hold off contacting them until Monday? It'll give me a chance to announce it in church tomorrow, and that way folks will be ready for your call. Sure thing. And sure enough, that's what happened. Because on the way to school Monday morning, I saw Reed sitting in his car making phone calls. I knew I had to find out what he was up to. And to do that, I was going to have to bring in some hardware of my own. So after school, I stopped by my dad's electronics shop and borrowed a nifty little device, a radio scanner that picks up on car phones. From then on, every time he made a call, I was listening too. And he called everybody. The Barclays. That's great, Mr. Barclay. We'll put you in first then. The Blakes. Yes, our address, 111 The Hemsdales, the Mortons, the Rileys, the Thomases. Over the next few days, he called everyone in that church. I just couldn't believe that everybody was falling for Reed's nice guy routine. But so far, I didn't have any hard evidence against the guy either. Then... On Thursday afternoon, I was just about to pack everything away when Reed made another phone call. Only this one wasn't to any church member. Yeah? Harry, it's Reed. Uh, I was wondering when you were going to call. Hey, these things take time, you know. It's a pretty good-sized church. Yeah, yeah, so what do you got? I got just about everybody. Yeah? Yeah, it's pretty well-to-do, too. Nice houses, if you know what I mean. Hey, sounds Hmm. good. Yeah. Now, it's going to be a full schedule on Saturday, so we're going to have to work fast. You got your map? Yeah, right here. Go ahead. All right. Now, here's the schedule. The Barclays are at 1612. Well, to do home. They're one. Okay, got it. Okay. Everybody Next, in the church. Gotta work fast. I knew it! He set everybody up to be robbed! I finally had the goods on Mark Reed. I heard with my own ears. I knew I had to act fast, so I rushed over to the Barclays' house. Now let me get this straight. You're telling me that Mark Reed is going to rob my house on Saturday? That's right, Mr. Barclay. And at the same time, he's going to be taking our picture at the church, huh? Uh Uh-huh. What is he, twins? No, no, he's he's not going to do it. His crony is. His crony's going to take our picture? No, Reed is going to take the picture. His crony's going to rob you. Ah, I see. So, what do you say, Mr. Barclay? I say I better get this yard cleaned. Cleaned? Sure, if someone's coming over on Saturday, I want the place to look nice. Hand me that rake, would you? What? Oh, I get it. You don't believe me, is that it? Well, how should I put this? And uh, no. 
But why? It's the truth. Rodney, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't you the guy who forced my son to sell chocolate candy bars door-to-door for a charity called the Send Rodney to Disney World Fund? Well, uh, I've never been there. Uh And didn't you also try to get my daughter to cash in dozens of savings bonds so she could buy your moped? Hey, that was a fine machine. Yeah, and if it had tires or rear axle and engine, it might even have run. But, Mr. Bartley... Look, Rodney, I appreciate you coming over here and everything, but I think I'll pass on your information. See you around. But... Oh, and uh, make sure you close the gate on the way out. It was that way all over town. The Hemsdales. Uh, thanks for the info, Rodney, but... No, thanks. The Thomases. Give me a break, will you, Rodney? I mean, uh, do I look like I have dummy written all over my face? The Blakes. Yeah, yeah, Rodney. Sure, they are. Sure. I'm, I'm and a... those were the polite ones. Most of the other places I got... <laughs> Get lost. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. I not only had the biggest news of the year, but information that could save the people thousands of dollars. And no one believed me. If you're like me, you've already figured out that you were born to make a difference, hardwired to change the world. Problem is, it's not always easy to know where to start. I mean, you've got this big dream, but it's a little blurry, out of focus, you know? Maybe you should check out the Focus Institute. The Institute has helped me in a very real sense, define my calling. Imagine spending a semester in a classroom with other students who care about the same stuff you do. But everything you're learning is completely relevant to your life and the relationships you're forming. I really have been surprised that we all have a deep common goal of Christ. And so I've made friends that I will keep for a lifetime here. The Focus on the Family Institute, a world-class education and a life-changing experience. It may be just what you need to give your dreams focus and to jumpstart your world-changing plans. You can find more information and download the student application form at focusinstitute.org. That's focusinstitute.org. I tried for the rest of that afternoon and most of the next day to get someone to listen. But it was no use. Not even my pop believed me. I was getting desperate. The funny thing was... I wasn't really sure why. I just felt that the most important thing in my life right then was to find somebody who believed me. And that's when it hit me. I knew who I had to go to. Somebody has to believe me, Mr. Whitaker. Why won't anybody believe me? You've got a reputation for dishonesty, Rodney. But I really am trying to help this time. Well, you have to admit that this is a pretty wild story, even for you. But it's not a story. It's real. All right. Assuming for a moment that's true, how did you come across this information anyway? Well, I got the information right from that Reed guy. You mean to say Mark Reed told you he was going to rob people? That's right. Well, why would he do that? Well, he didn't exactly know he was doing it at the time. Meaning? Well, I got this great little gadget from my dad's shop, a radio scanner that picks up on car phones. Oh, Rodney. It's totally legal, and it works great. That's how I know all the times and places of the break-ins. You're telling me that you followed Mark Reed around this whole area for several days, eavesdropping on his car telephone? Yeah, sure. And you wonder why people don't believe you. But I did, honest. 
I'm finding it a little difficult to believe you know the meaning of that word, Rodney. I thought at least you'd believe me. You're supposed to be the guy who gives everybody a chance. Huh. That's just the point. I have given you a chance. Chance after chance. Everybody has. Now you're expecting me to believe that you're trying to be honest by telling me that you did something dishonest. Well, it just doesn't work that way. Trust and a reputation for honesty have to be earned. But how else was I supposed to get the information? You still haven't convinced me that any information needed to be gotten. Look, Mr. Whitaker, I admit I pulled some scams in the past. Yes, you have. And the reason I pulled them was because I knew there was something in it for me. That's what makes this different. This time, there's absolutely nothing in it for me. Really? What about revenge? Robert M. Lee, remember? Well, at first, maybe I wanted to get back at him. But not now. I'm just trying to keep some people from getting their houses ripped off. you got to believe me, Mr. Whitaker, please. Well, there's no reason why I should believe you, Rodney. But since you feel so strongly about this, the least I can do is check into it. All right. But I don't want you to do anything until you hear from me. Now, is that clear? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. A anything you say, j just go get them. <sighs> I hope I don't regret this. I knew he wouldn't regret it. And I went home and slept like a baby that night, satisfied that I had saved the town. But when I got up the next morning, it dawned on me that no one would know that I had saved the town unless I was there to tell them. And how could I tell him unless I was there when the crooks got caught? So when it got to be about one o'clock, I moseyed on over to the Barkley house, and my eyes nearly popped out of my head. Hi, Rodney. M Mr. Barkley, what are you doing home? Well, I live here. At least I did last time I checked. Why? Where, where, where should I be? Well, at the church, getting your picture taken. Oh, oh, Mr. Reed called last night and asked if I could switch appointment times with the Jacobs. He what? <laughs> oh, no! Bye, Rodney. That rat Reed was trickier than I thought. Changing times at the last minute to throw everybody off. I ran to the Jacobs' house as fast as I could. The place looked deserted when I got there. I crept up to one of the side windows and looked in. Everything was still for a second, but then I thought I saw something move. My heart was pounding a mile a minute. But this was it. The moment of truth. Somebody had to stop these guys, and that somebody was me. I went around to the back door, took out my trusty pocket knife, and just like they do on TV, I stuck the blade in the lock and gave it a sharp turn. I'm going to miss that pocket knife. That was also when I discovered the Jacobs hadn't locked the back door in the first place. I tiptoed inside. It was like a tomb. No noise but the clock ticking, the refrigerator running, and a cat purring on the kitchen floor. A cat with a very long tail. I knew the thieves had heard that, and I tried to hide when suddenly strong hands grabbed me from behind. I tried to get away, but the guy sat me down on the floor hard and spun me around so I could see him, and I couldn't believe my eyes. Rodney. Mr. Whitaker. See the one went. And the police? Shh. No, officer, he's not the one. At least I don't think he is. I'm not. I'm not the one. It's someone else. Shh. Listen.
Very nice. You weren't lying, Reed. All right, first stop, the silver. All right, free! All of you police, you better listen to the boy, mister. Okay, okay, you got me. I, I'm standing, I'm standing. You're under arrest. Cuff him, Charlie. Oh, all right, out to the car. Uh, you have the right to remain silent. Yeah, right. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Okay, okay. Hey, not bad, huh, Mr. Whitaker? No, Rodney, not bad at all. Except for the fact that I told you to stay put until you heard from me. You know, the police could nab you for breaking and entering. But I wasn't. You see, I went over to the Barclays to see how things were going, and he told me Reed switched appointments. Well, Reed didn't. I did. I couldn't reach George Barkley to set this thing up, so I got hold of Dale instead. Well, I'm just glad it all worked out. But you only got the crony. Reed's still at the church. Aren't you afraid he'll get away? Oh, I wouldn't worry about that. Mr. Reed? Ah, Mr. Jacobs. But where's your family? Don't you want their picture taken? Actually, we thought it'd be better if I took a picture of you. Uh, see, I run the local newspaper, and I think you'll make a great story. Well, uh, w- what kind of story? Church directory photographer salesman makes good? No, more along the lines of uh, local police nab leader of theft ring. Okay, guys. Well, what is what is this? Are you Mark Reed? Uh, yes, but... You're under arrest. Say cheese. What? You have the right to remain silent. my story, Mr. Jacobs. You know the rest. Yes, I do, Rodney. So you're telling me you're responsible for catching the crooks? Uh-huh. No offense, but uh, can anybody else confirm that? Oh, yeah. Just ask the police or... or... Hey, Mr. Whitaker. Yeah? Tell Mr. Jacobs that I was the one who caught the crooks. Oh, I'd be happy to, but what is this for? The Odyssey Times. He's going to do a big story about me and how I exposed the criminals and saved the town and should get a medal or something. Well, Whit? Rodney, you've learned the lesson about honesty. How about a lesson on humility? Huh? Humility? Haven't I been humiliated enough already? I mean, I had to tell this story to everybody. Well, that's today's adventure. What'd you think? I'd love to hear from you about it. Our address is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. In Canada, write to Box 9800, Vancouver, B.C., V6B4G3. And when you write, don't forget to ask about how you can get a copy of this broadcast. Just mention today's date in your card or letter. The address, once again, is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. Adventures in Odyssey is a presentation of Focus on the Family. Today's program was written and directed by Phil Lawler. Our production engineer was Bob Luttrell. And our executive producer, Chuck Bolte. And I'm Chris, hoping you'll join us again next time for more Adventures in Odyssey. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Harlow. We always love hearing what you think of our show. Yep. In fact, sometimes we might just walk up to you and ask... So, uh, what do you think of the show? Well, we have really enjoyed Odyssey for many years. Um, oftentimes, we will spend family nights sitting around just listening to Odysseys and working a puzzle or whatever. It's part of our ritual Saturday mornings. We make pancakes and we listen to Odyssey and we laugh about the stories. I started to listen to Odyssey when I was four. I've been listening to Odyssey for seven years. I started listening when I was eight. I've been listening until I am now 15. 
My 19-year-old loves Odyssey. I grew up on Odyssey, and my family took a lot of trips, and we would listen to the tapes all the way, and that was probably one of the highlights of the trips. We have five boys. Ever since the oldest, who is now 19 in college, has been little, we've traveled with Odyssey, and it's always been instead of how many more miles, Mom, it's how many more Odyssey tapes, Mom or Dad, till we get there. Love to have two or three Odysseys in the car all the time. Well, as a parent, it makes me feel that I can use any moment in the car as the time to teach my children. And sometimes I've actually referred back to an Odyssey episode and I've said, well, how did, uh, what did Wit say about that, or how was the situation handled, and do you think it was a good way to handle it? So it has kind of promoted some discussion along those lines. Underground Railroad. Many interesting discussions out of that one. And just uh, what was the whole Civil War about? Was it really slavery? Was it states' rights? How did this affect the individual families? How would we react if we were in their shoes at that time? So many of those types of discussions have been generated. I listen to Odyssey every night when I go to sleep. We listen to Adventures in Odyssey because my daughter has trouble going to sleep at night, and she enjoys listening to the stories, and it helps settle her down and gives her something to concentrate on. Oh, there's this fun tape, and I used to be afraid, and I'd wake up in the middle of the night and go to my mom and dad's room, and then it taught me about not being afraid, and that's why I like it. Well, my family's used Odyssey tapes and CDs so much the kids can uh, quote them back to me. I really like Odyssey, and I've memorized lots of the shows. And they're learning, even though they may not realize they're learning, great moral lessons and things that they can apply in their everyday life. Best radio drama ever made. We love Odyssey. We appreciate your comments. Keep those cards and letters coming in.